Today's episode of Birds with Friends is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs from your phone. And you can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or, or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million, uh, uh, the 10 million users of Robinhood. Now, now, uh, now the, the listeners can get started with a free stock by going to birdswithfriends.robinhood.com. That's birdswithfriends.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.com slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. APY on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. The Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing, Sheila, the cut, picking it cooler than two penguins till Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo and you come in at you with stats and things flapping their wings now i'm gonna have the rest of my life with these kids wow get, we gotta get that in a drop uh immediately we'll edit that one out that didn't come out play. there's no editing no no editing yeah, on this that's the wonderful of birds with friends no editing <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends bo wolf here in my creepy hotel room in Mobile, Alabama, Shil Kapadia there in his not creepy basement in Pennsylvania, and Zach Berman there at Disney World, right? Right outside Disney World. Uh-oh. I'm not at a Disney World hotel. I'm at a. Uh, I, I don't want to call it creepy, but I'm I'm, I'm at a very a a run of the mill uh, courtyard Marriott. Yeah, right outside the Disney World complex. Get those Marriott points. We've got uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We haven't talked in in uh, I think about two weeks as a group, the three of us. So there's uh, a lot of Eagles news to talk about. Although mostly the news is that there is no news since we last talked, uh, and we, we we got a lot, to, a lot to talk about. I don't know what how you guys doing, Sheil? How is Sheil? Well, I always joke about you know how I I love how. When coaches retire, front office execs retire, and they say, you know, they want to spend time with their family. And then, like, you know, three months later, they're jumping back into the NFL. I think I've met the only two people who can compete with that. That's you two. Oh, I mean, you've got you've got trips to the East-West Shrine game, the Senior Bowl, the Pro Bowl, like the season ended. You know, you weren't comfortable in that home life, and you had to get back out there, huh? Well, Is we need to start. We, we need to I start mean, the hashtag. Hashtag get shield to the Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah lots of lots of stuff going on but i think we have to start with uh with our condolences being sent uh, to zach zach how are you holding up down in orlando knowing that uh the end has come eli manning is going to retire 
I am doing just fine. Um, happy for Eli, I suppose. Doing just fine. Actually, though, I saw Lamar Jackson practice today. It, it reminded I me, saw Lamar Jackson uh, practice today. It reminded me of the last time that that oh yes, you saw Nebraska's Lamar Jackson. That's correct. But but when I watched Baltimore's Lamar Jackson during the sp- during the summer, I believe that was when you said this guy's not an accurate quarterback. Oh, please, has, has I went back no- and read that that report, and uh, I was I was totally fine. <laughs> has has no business starting i think you might have said he should play wide receiver i i mm. can't i can't recall that well you'll you will not be surprised to learn that i'm trying to get an interview with nebraska's lamar jackson the cornerback in which i uh ask him if he feels like he's proven bill polian wrong unfortunately he's been uh he's been too busy with other people and that's not really a uh, one for the crowd. You, you need to make sure you get that one one-on-one. Uh, Shield, what's your favorite Eli Manning memory? Four coaches, coaching openings on the Eagle staff right now, right? We got, we got the OC. We got a lot of time to get to that. We, uh, speak for yourself. I got plans. Okay. OC, wide receiver, defensive line, defensive backs. Am I missing anybody? I mean, it's been a long time since we spoke. Those four uh, positions are open, right? Yes, those four positions are open. And, and the offensive coordinator position, I don't even think, you know, people wanted, I think, an emergency pod when they were interviewing Graham Harrell. Instead, that they got the, the emergency shield uh, blitz out on Graham Harrell. Good yeah, thing you got know, that bad boy out. Listen, I know a lot about Graham Harrell. If anybody wants to know about <laughs> Graham Harrell, I've got opinions uh, left and right. There was Graham Harrell. There was uh, Jay Gruden is with the Jaguars now, right? That's official. So he's no longer... Correct. In the mix, there was some nonsense about Mike Kafka, which I thought was – it seemed like blatant uh, agent spreading to me. I, I don't know, but maybe it wasn't. Uh, it didn't John Filippo like, is in Chicago. John Filippo is in Chicago. So uh, a lot of names gone. It feels like Harold – Harold is the only one we know that interviewed with with that. Correct. And so, it, has been, it has been surprising how little information has leaked uh, about this search. And I can tell you that Doug Peterson is not down here in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, nor through two days is Howie Roseman. The expectation was he would come in yesterday, and uh, he's not here as far as we know. So uh, they are back there uh, conducting, conducting their business from the Novacare Complex. I thought the Senior Bowl is like is a job fair. Isn't that where you're supposed to go? Well, I think that's a little bit passe, and I think that's more for okay. out-of-work coaches. And mm. I don't think the Eagles are looking for their offensive coordinator from the unemployment line. Okay. I did like the idea of going to the college ranks, and when we discussed this in our Slack thread, I like the idea of bringing in someone creative. Uh, that that would have been interesting. Yeah, someone with different ideas. Uh, in talking to Lane Johnson today, he he seemed to think that like nothing's really going to change with the offense. You know, they have their offense, and uh, you know they could use, I I guess someone who who brings in a few wrinkles. But he seemed to think this is their offense, and I tend to agree with Lane there. Yeah, I think it. You know, it's obviously Doug Peterson's offense. I thought the Harold, the interest in Harold was very interesting as I read up on him because 
this is somebody who is who brings something very different to the table than maybe a Frank Reich did or a Mike Groh did. Like this is not the veteran coach who, again, in our Slack thread, I think we, you know, I know I thought this was the route they would go is that maybe a veteran who Doug Peterson could kind of lean on, you know, just another kind of comfort, a guy he was comfortable with in the building. This would be, have been somebody uh, very different, like you mentioned, from the college ranks, from the air raid background. I mean, in his first press conference at USC, Graham Harrell's like ripping the West Coast offense. He, he's like, I was in Green Bay for four years. Their uh, play calls make no sense. I told him I could simplify them for him. So uh, he would have been someone who would have really come in. Uh, I think it would have been very boomer bust. You know, there were aspects okay, of it. There were aspects of it where I looked at, it, I said, you know, he he's his ideas are a little chip kelly-ish you know when you just listen to him talk where he was saying you don't need a to do a lot of different things well you want the short play calls uh, obviously some of that you can hold on to and not do the whole uh, chip kelly experience but i think it would have been a boomer bust hire where in a year we would either be saying wow what a great you know he brought some new ideas he worked well with wentz he worked well with peterson it's a home run or we would have said what were they thinking bringing this guy in from a different background who was the oc in north texas a couple of years ago uh, this has not worked well at all but uh, I, I thought it was interesting that that was the type of candidate they were at least looking at we have talked and about they, this sorry zach but uh, you know my opinion is that there is no there's no one answer here. I, I think it would behoove the Eagles to bring in uh, multiple people who can add to the conversation. And obviously they have to fill the wide receivers position. But, you know, Jim Caldwell is the guy who uh, Tim McManus reported early on as somebody the Eagles were interested in. He's still out there and it's official that he's not returning to Miami now. Uh, like he seems to me like a guy you bring in as maybe the offensive coordinator, but then also that wide receiver has to be somebody who's sort of bringing something interesting to the table scheme wise. I think that's right. Yeah, I think a mix of those two things in some capacity uh, would certainly be a good thing. Let me ask you guys this. Is is there any shot? Well, I suppose there's always a shot. Is is there a probability in your mind that this ends up with a Deuce Daly promotion or a Press Taylor promotion or something like that? I think that would look pretty bad if that so were too. the case. I mean, my thing with those guys is uh, I really wouldn't have a huge issue if they – you know, if they did make that move and promoted one of those guys to OC, but you would want that to happen like right after they fired Mike Grow, you know, where, hey, right. Then you could really sell it as, you know, hey, I've been around these guys for years. I know what they bring to the table in the meeting room. I know their relationship with the players. Uh, this has been a long time coming. And then, yeah, then you could really sell it to me because all that stuff is true. Like, He's he knows those guys as candidates better than he will know anybody from the outside. And so if you're not going to them right away and you're trying to find somebody else and you're interviewing other people and you have legitimate interests like I, you know, I don't think they just brought Harold in. as kind of a fun interview. I think there was legitimate, uh, very legitimate interest there. Then now to go back, it would really I don't think it would just be optics. I mean, I think the reality would be we couldn't find anybody. And now we're kind of settling on somebody that was already in the building. And that would be a uh, terrifying flash flashback for Eagles fans to the Juan Castillo hire, of course. Well, I mean, if they I think if they um, no, I guess you can't really promote Philip Daniels. I guess that's the yeah. other guy. I guess that would be the equivalent. That's the other guy we got to get to. One does wonder if huge, yeah, yeah. if huge issue will be on the Eagles list of interviews. What? 
So Philip Daniels, they part ways with. So the Philip Daniels thing is weird. Um, now he wants to talk about it okay. because. Well, I mean, are we done talking about the offensive coordinator? We, I mean, yeah, but then you were going somewhere else, so I was bringing it back. Okay, well, I mean, there's still it. I think it's still weird that we, you know, technically have only heard about one interview. Um, so. Anyway, uh, the Philip Daniels thing is weird because it came after the Grow and Walsh announcements. So uh, presumably that was part of Jim Schwartz's discretion. But Philip Daniels was the assistant defensive line coach for three years. Last year, they fired Chris Wilson and promoted Philip Daniels because presumably they were impressed with him over those first three years. And they gave him worse talent. And they seemed to perform you know, about as well as you could expect. Uh, of the young guys like Josh Sweat probably exceeded our expectations. I certainly don't think that Philip Daniels, you know, his group underperformed and yet and yet there he goes after w- one year. Seems a little bit uh, a little bit disappointing. I mean not disappointing but a little bit a little bit fishy. Yeah, I think they have a guy in mind there. I think that's probably the right read that they have a, a specific person in mind. I don't know who that is. Uh the Raiders fired uh, Brenton Buckner, who seemed to do an okay job, but I don't know if that's necessarily who that person is. What about Matt Burke? Yeah, I think that I think Matt Burke is the obvious uh, person. Why don't you give us the background on Matt Burke? Uh, we discussed him in, in the last pod. Uh, I wouldn't say he's disgusting. I, no, we discussed. <laughs> yeah, we discussed him <laughs> in the last pod. <laughs> um, I was wondering if the problem was with my enunciation there, but then I realized that I I said it correctly. You sure the did. Problem is, the, if you're ever wondering if the problem is you on a podcast with Bo, the answer is probably no. <laughs> okay. I know that's right. Yeah, so yeah, so he he uh, has a background with Jim Schwartz. Doesn't really have a, a background as a defensive line coach, but has been a defensive coordinator. Was in Miami. Uh, was uh, is I believe is he a Yale guy or Dartmouth guy? I, I know he's he's an Ivy League guy, as Shield said on the last pod that we all did. Uh, he's well regarded in the analytics community. And I think uh, Matt Burke, the center from Har- from Harvard. I'm not actually. I'm not. <laughs> no, he went to. Dartmouth. Do I have the right? He went to Dartmouth. Okay. Yes. Okay. But how interesting uh, that the homonym Matt Burks both came from Ivy League schools. You know what I was thinking was that we have a. I'm not a producer for this show right now, but in general, we have a producer, right? Kent, Kent, he helps yes. us sometimes. Yeah. So technically, like I was thinking this a few days ago, I could have just recorded, you know, on, on QuickTime, my own pod. Like I could have just done a solo take on something, sent it to Kent, and he could have put it on the Birds with Friends feed. Is that, is that accurate? Are you that could- starved for attention? No, I'm just saying, could that potentially happen? I suppose. Oh, somebody doesn't like that idea. Okay. <laughs> because I, you know, I had all these thoughts from listening to your, uh, your podcast from the East West Shrine game. And I knew we weren't recording for a while. So I thought maybe I'll surprise Bo and Zach. That would and be just, fun. Uh, yeah. Well, now the cat's out of the bag. Well, maybe I'll do it at some point. Do you what think you could, this? do you think, do you I think you could, this? how long do you think you could hold on to a, a solo conversation? I find that. Difficult. Oh, I got lots to say, baby. Yeah. But oh, like yeah. transitioning from point to point. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, I think that's I'm a tough a pro- job. I'm a professional in this business. I yeah. think I can get it done. That's debatable. What if we did, what if we did like more every morning we put out like a, uh, a 10 minute podcast of just like, hey, here's your Eagles uh, news or update for the day. 
when we weren't on the days we weren't actually doing a longer podcast. Who is the like person? Who is the person now who's trying to avoid their family? No, I didn't say I was going to do it. <laughs> no, nobody I, I loves assigning people work more than Shield. I think that's a good idea. I, I have a quick funny aside. Where I, I I shouldn't say it's funny. You guys can be the the arbiter of that. But uh, sounds funny. The Saturday me. after 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 the season ended, I I I went out to dinner with my wife to kind of. I don't want to say celebrate the end of the season, but like kind of assimilate back into normal civilization. I would imagine will. my, my yeah. read is that she was celebrating <laughs> the end of the season. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and we were, uh, and we were discussing like my first season at, at, at the athletic, uh, you know, I, I, I poured a lot into the season and, Blood, sweat, and, tears. And, and she said, I, I, I didn't know the podcast was going to be such a big <laughs> part of the job. And I said, I didn't know either. <laughs> I said that that was uh, it's it's been a very pleasant surprise, but but like when a pheasant you know, surprise, I, I was yeah, but but as as I was talking to them during you know the the uh, negotiation or whatever during the 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 job interview process, there wasn't a lot of time devoted to like the Birds with Friends podcast, and now that that is a <laughs> huge part of uh, of of this. I think we can say Birds Olympics. with Friends largely responsible for the new round of, of funding for the athletic. I hope so. We got a little a little piece of news. Well, not news, but a report here that will be interesting to discuss. And I'm glad it uh, came out while we were on the air. Okay, what do you got? Uh, I haven't Je- seen this. From Jeff McLean of the Inquirer. Mm. The, the Eagles discussed with quarterback Josh McCown the idea of returning the team in a coaching role, possibly as offensive coordinator during his exit interviews. What? NFL sources told the Inquirer. So wait, it's, parse that again. Does it possibly yes. as offensive coordinator? Does possibly. that does that do you think that means the conversation was would you be interested or do you think it means Jeff is saying it's possible that that was part of the conversation? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, you're you're a very good reader. I just zoom past stuff. Because I think that's I'd, a key distinction. Now, listen, uh I think other people have floated out the possibility of, of McCown joining the staff. I was actually thinking about this recently. One thing I will say, you watch the games, you like you watch those Eagles games, you pay attention to the sideline. Who is standing next to Doug Peterson throughout the game? Josh McCown. Uh, I think that is true. And, and if you want to talk about somebody who like Doug Peterson can uh, have a good relationship with, that makes sense, but to give him the role of offensive coordinator right away would be would be like on on par with giving Juan Castillo defensive coordinator. Would it be? I don't know if I agree with that. Offensive coordinator straight in? That's nuts. This, this, this is a very different offensive coordinator. This isn't calling plays. This is yeah, uh, I guess you know he he has a good we know you know he has a good relationship with the quarterback, which is very important. Honestly, if they were going to do this, I would demand that he also be on the roster because we haven't seen a player coach in the NFL in too long. Malcolm Jenkins talked, I remember, at the end of the season and was raving about, you know, what a great presence McCown was in the locker room. We know he brings the juice on the sideline. Berminator, what are you thinking? I have to I have to put a lot more thought into this, but it's certainly it's it's uh... <laughs> we don't got time. This is like live video, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um no, I mean it's 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 certainly it's certainly interesting. You know, he he does know the principal characters, like you said. He's billed as a future coach. People really like him. He's well regarded. 
it's it's a big jump going from the NFL to being uh, from being a player and a part time high school coach to being a uh, an offensive coordinator. I think that would be so crazy. That That's well said. <laughs> but look, I mean, it's it's uh, you know I I I know Jeff well that that you know if he's reporting it, there's there's something behind it. So. Um, uh, yeah, that's 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 really interesting. One, uh, my my presumption is that Josh McCown probably before he gets into full time coaching wants to see that that son through high school. But you know, maybe yeah, maybe and, maybe he feels so, like Adam Gase does. Maybe he's like you guys. Yeah, that's the Adam Gase joke. <laughs> In the uh, I it works better when I when you don't react to these my comments. <laughs> So he did so McCown the week after the season did podcasts with Ryan Rosillo and then also with Andrew Hawkins and Joe Thomas, I I I believe. And it didn't sound like he was totally uh you know, you know, giving up the idea of playing. Like I, I wouldn't roll out backup quarterback if 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 he decides to keep playing. All right. Well, I'm gonna read but, I'm gonna read uh Jeff's story. Okay. Uh no, I think that's I think that's kosher, right? You tell me, Zach. You're gonna read the whole story. Not the whole story, no. but can I read? I don't think can that's I, can no. I read to you guys the <laughs> first couple paragraphs? No, yeah. no, we can read it. Our, okay, all right, whatever you want to do. Okay. I, I, thought I, I, just, I thought I just read the yeah. first paragraph. I, I thought Shield just something. Were up you to not it. here for that? Were I thought that was to... a tweet you were reading. No, I was no, reading was, you the oh, first. Well, you, but you couldn't you couldn't answer the question as to what the possibly was. What do you want me to do? I'm reading it to you. You couldn't know. answer the question what the possibly yeah, was. but you could have kept reading. I didn't have it in front of me. Well, listen, they're trying to run a subscription business also, and All so right. you can't just be giving that away on the uh, on a podcast. I wasn't going to read the whole thing. <laughs> Jeez. You guys are sticklers. Go ahead. Read it. No, it's too late now. Cat's out of the yeah. bag. Good. Cats I don't think you. Bag. I don't think you use that correctly. I can. I can put a cat in a bag when, I, however, I please. All right. So that's another interesting name to yeah. add to the mix. So uh, you got James Josh Urban. McCown. We didn't mention. Also interviewed uh, reportedly, and then backed out and said he wanted to stay in Baltimore. Also, Correct. a couple guys interviewed for the wide receivers coach, uh, or at least had interest. Bobby Ingram with the Ravens and Heinz Ward with the Jets, and both those guys also uh, got sort of pay bumps to stay where they were. Oh, I didn't see that with Heinz Ward. He, he yeah, got- I didn't see that with Heinz Ward either. Did it, is that what happened? I mean, maybe maybe I'm reporting that. Uh, maybe uh, maybe that's something I've heard through the grapevine at the at the bars yeah. here in uh, Mobile, Alabama, <laughs> oh, or, or maybe that's oh, been reported. Okay, I don't there know. You go. Oh, all right. I know how I we mean, are. Listen, uh, I'm no I'm no Jeff McLean, but I know how we're teasing out this podcast. <laughs> Uh, sources, Heinz Ward. Scuttlebutt. It's not even, I can't, I can't, I can't call it a report, but. Uh. All right. So let, let's, let's review just the candidates who are, who could be still in the mix for these positions. So OC. Well, hold on. Before we get to that, we have one, we, we have to also mention Corey Undlin leaving before we, before we set the stage for who could possibly come in. Corey Undlin, the defensive backs coach goes to the Lions to be the defensive coordinator. So the Lions are one of the coaching staffs here in Mobile this week for the game. Uh, so I, I quickly talked to Corey uh, just to congratulate him. And uh, I got to tell you, that poor guy with this Patricia-led team, like Patricia walks around, this this practice is a joke for those guys. I feel bad, like I'm ha- happy for Corey Unlin, but that's not going to end well. So anyway, the Eagles have to uh, fill that job. And they have reportedly interviewed the guy from the Browns 
I forget his name. His yeah, name Dwayne is Walker. Dwayne Walker. Walker. Yeah. Dwayne Walker. Yeah, Thank former you. coach at New Mexico State. That's something that I guarantee Shield had not heard before. I just said Dwayne Walker learned under Pete Carroll. But, How about that? Oh. Yeah. Did you he know that he doubt- was the head coach at New Mexico State? Well, my nugget is more relevant. <laughs> <laughs> the stage is set. It's down to the best of the best as we crown the football champion. Don't miss out. Get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to get all of your big game bets in. Head to the app right now and check out all they have to offer, including countless prop bets and football squares. Plus, DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable betting app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. And to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering the best sign-up offer to date. Right now, you don't want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TOSS for a limited time. All new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, that's code TOSS, and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I have the DraftKings Sportsbook on my uh, phone and I enjoy it. I liked how you just went into the read. You didn't even ask uh, uh, Bo for permission there. No, it was time to go. Is Bo there still? Did we lose Bo? You wish. Mm. Oh. He's still there. <laughs> oh. He, sounds, he sounds upset that you took over. Creepy. He says creepy hotel, and then he's being a little creeper there as well. <laughs> Let me uh, set the scene for you on this creepy hotel. I've got, a, I've got one of those four-post beds and uh, two um, Wait, really? old – uh, portraits, framed portraits of women in corsets, and a fireplace that doesn't work. Uh, I guess that's about it. And a and a big old big old rug on wood floors. Mm. So, Mobile, Alabama. You know what? I, I, the big dis- disappointment of my week here uh, down in Mobile is that they have gotten rid of the RVs that were under the underpass. In the uh, under the under the highway on the way to practice, which robbed me of my opportunity to tell my favorite uh, yearly joke. What's that? I look. I point at those with whoever's in the car, and I say, "You know what they call those? Mobile homes." So, also in this McLean story, this this is an important nugget. Oh, now you're Mc- gonna now you're gonna now you're gonna steal from the McLean story. McCown told the Eagles that he, this goes to what Zach just said that he wasn't ready to officially retire from his playing career. Let the guy be a player coach. What are we yes. doing here? So yeah, it sounds like you're. Uh, <laughs> could he be back as the backup? Yeah, that's that's one thing I heard was was not to rule that out was was that. Uh, yeah, that, that they really like kind of the partnership that he had there. Isn't that crazy, though? If he's your backup, I mean, the guy it just 
It looked like his body was, I mean, his body was falling apart his there. His body when he literally to fell apart. Like, yeah. he, he tore his, 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 he tore his hamstring and he played one game. Really? How is he not ready to hang him up? Yeah. That, that seems like the perfect time. Your body's telling you it's time to hang it up, Josh. I could see if he didn't have to play. And he had just been on the sideline. He's like, oh, I kind of like this role. Right. But he had to play, and it was like a disaster. <laughs> he played one game, and he tore his hamstring. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Maybe he thinks he could win a starting job somewhere. Maybe. All right. Uh, were there other candidates that you wanted to talk about, Jill? You wanted to run down the candidates? No, so I was just saying, so for uh, OC, we've got uh, Jim Caldwell and uh, – Josh McCown and neither seeming that likely right. and then the press Taylor and the Deuce Daly's. Am I missing anybody? It seems like there's going to be a mystery candidate. Though. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, I mean, don't rule out door number three. And, so uh, I'll tell, I'll tell you of, of Shields 11 that he put out the other day. They're gone. They're pretty much all gone. The only one who is not gone. The only two who are not gone, who we have not talked about yet are Marty Morningweg and mm. Brad Childress, which would both be, uh, fairly underwhelming. Actually, Mike McCoy available too, and as you pointed out, not a good track record on Mr. McCoy. Uh, actually, Joe Moorhead, he hasn't gone anywhere, landed anywhere. Yeah, he, oh, he went did. to Oregon. Oh, he went to Oregon, okay. And then, you know, you're talking about the other sort of uh, bottom barrel guys from the league, like Mike Shula, who was under Pat Shermer last year, Woof, and uh, I think there's somebody else I'm forgetting, but it's not it's not super inspiring beyond beyond that list of guys. Correct. Give me a Ken Dorsey, yeah. quarterbacks coach for the Bills. Make a call. No, no, um, <laughs> no. Wow, jeez. Uh, I thought you'd love Ken Dorsey as a college football fan. Yeah. Look, I think there's, what do you have against are, Ken Dorsey? Uh, what do you? What's being unsaid here? <laughs> Zach doesn't right. like Ken oh, Dorsey. They can call. They can call. They can call Ken Dorsey. I feel like Zach's got like a personal life. vendetta against uh, Ken no, Dorsey. No, no, came no. To my I Mike no Kafka objection. experience. Save it for I've the next no- meetup, and then tell us your Ken Dorsey why you hate him story. No, no, but you know why? I, I I would keep looking. <laughs> there's something at the, to this. Uh, <laughs> well, there's maybe Ken there's Dorsey was in Asia once. <laughs> there's uh, I I would look at 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 some of these offensive coordinators in college. Um, there are some, some really good, uh, systems and, 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 and just some offenses that I, I think can in, inject ideas. I, I know on the podcast that Bo did without us down in, uh, in, in St. Petersburg, uh, him and Fran and C-Mac established that, that, that Bo does not watch college football on Saturday nights. Um, but there are right. a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of like, uh, you talk about Graham Harrell. If 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 you watched USC from 2018 to 2019, uh, there was a marked difference. Like you're probably seeing Michael Pittman down there uh, at the Senior Bowl this week. Uh, like just just look at the jump he made from year from year from 18 to 19, and a lot of it had to do with the offensive system. So I I would look there. I I would look at with Michael at Pittman this week because I had no idea that he knew how to play in the sunlight because of course he's so used to playing when everybody else is asleep. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, like we need to get I, I, back in a room together, the three of us, to to be a little bit less disjointed. Yeah, I so did like settle, that. Settle down with that. 
I did like that Zach joke you had on, go, on. Zach and I are going to carpool out to media next week. <laughs> Bo, I like the joke you had when the Herald news first came out that uh, taking advantage of watching those late night games. Oh, thank you. Uh, Shield, did you have any ombudsman notes on that uh, that Shrine Bowl episode? I did. You know, I thought you you and uh, the you and Solak segment I thought was getting a lot of praise. Did you did you sense that, Zach? Were you getting a little nervous? Yeah. This is like uh, you know your uh, your your wife with another man or something, you know? <laughs> I, every, I thought every, he was outstanding though. Like I, yeah. I I I really enjoyed listening to Solak. Yeah, I, 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 I did, I did a a great bit. job. Let's not give the kid too big you of a bad. It, it's like your your wife goes out on a date with another man, and then everyone talks about like how well their how good their chemistry is. That was another reason why I was just gonna you know launch a, a my solo pod. Or I was thinking I maybe I me and Zach could have done one uh, a surprise one where it just showed up. <laughs> that would have been funny. Speed. I would have that, that was funny. That was my other. Well, uh, I don't I don't now, think I don't think it's quite the same. I don't think your wife's going out on a date with somebody else. I would hope. What is she doing then? <laughs> I don't know. I think like <laughs> anyways, back lunch, to this, like, this is why I so, finish the pot quickly. <laughs> so my objection to uh to like some draft analysts is is like when they speak so generically that you can basically take that analysis and apply mm. it to any player. Um and I, I thought he was really kind of like specific and and had had good nuggets on these guys. I learned from listening to him, whereas I, I think sometimes with the draft, like like you name a player and and they just speak in terms that that I could use, uh, and I'm I'm not giving any insight that is like that that's so exclusive. You know what my okay, beef yeah. with uh, draft analysts is, and this will sound like it is a complaint about Solak individually, but it is not. It is something that uh, back at PhiladelphiaEagles.com, when Fran Duffy would have this piece where he he pulled all these different draft analysts on different questions, and I, I would edit them for the site, and every one of them, to a person, would describe a, a prospect as a prospect that does something as, a, as opposed uh, to a prospect who. who. And that's just one of my big grammar pet peeves. And so uh, draft analysts, get your grammar together. Well, all right, so my ombudsman notes, uh, you're right. You know, he, he was good on the prospects. I thought Bo really missed an opportunity. I mean, if ever there was a time to go away from football and go towards personal life stuff, I really thought this was it. I mean, you're at the East-West Shrine game. Like, who cares? Uh, and you're talking about all these prospects. You know, he tells you he's getting married at 22. He's going to these college all-star games weeks before a wedding. Where, where, Why were you not, like, pushing him on this? I mean, there was a lot I wanted to know about the personal life, like those videos that he does. Like, where is he? Is he in a closet? Is he in a – I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, so I thought – Are I, you ready well, to – are you willing to quash the beef? What's What's the status of your relationship with Solak? Oh, mine is fine, I thought. Oh, okay. I mean, I would like to have a beef. I'm open to a beef. You had a beef. I didn't know that it was I, I didn't know that it was over. It, what was the beef over? I don't remember what it was over, but okay. y- you came at him. You came at him hard. Yeah, I did. You you referenced that and yet nobody knows what it was. So Maybe we'll it's the CTE up. acting up for you. Eh, you well. forgot. Now, one thing that he did, did that he did do that reminded me of um, a prof- a teacher I had in college. Would you do you refer to your college people as teachers or professors? They're not all professors, right? 
Or are they? I would say professors. Yeah, TAs. They're yeah, professors okay. or TAs. So this was yes. a professor who ended uh, like every statement with right. Mm. You know, he does that like. Uh, well, that's because he, he thinks he's right about everything. Yeah. You know, you want to look at their uh, waistband, right? You want to see mm. if they got a move other than uh, just going off field, right? You know, one of those. So uh, he reminded me of, I think the guy's name was Dr. Jeremy Packer. Mm. Well, Packer. It could have been Packer. It could have been Okay, so, so, you know, constructive criticism there. All right, Uh, the mic situation, you know, what was going on there? I could hear him loud and clear. my mic was all fakakta. I mean, I don't know if you had a good pot or a terrible pot. I couldn't hear a word you said. Probably terrible then. Okay. Uh, I feel like, who threw Phil Savage under the bus? Was that you or him? No, that was him. Yeah, that was unnecessary. And like the entire Arkansas coaching staff. (laughs) And uh, like Calvin Throckmorton. And by the way, uh, big shout out to medical Twitter, which I didn't know about. They alerted me to what the Throckmorton is. And uh, let me tell you, good stuff. Now, while that was a good segment, I have to say my favorite segment was you with Tony Pauline. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if there's a way to get him on every week. Just you two knock out 15 minutes or something. But you know, you I, I I like to think we have pretty good chemistry as a uh, as a as a podcast of three here. But you know, listening to that, I don't think we can even uh, we can even match that. I mean, there was uh, I believe who, who did you ask him if he likes better? It was <laughs> Pinasini and who was it? Uh, Wood Anderson. Wood Anderson. That yeah. one went went right <laughs> over his head. Uh, yeah, the the Kinsey skin. <laughs> Well, the Kinsey scale was for Solak, I believe. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, you did yeah. it with him also. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I don't remember. <laughs> Anyways. This is going to be a fun episode um, for people who haven't listened to that episode. Yes. yes. Well, that episode was a what fun episode say? for what people. You said something like, where is he on the Kinsey scale? And he's like, oh, I would interrupt him. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I had no idea what the – I listened and then I looked up with the Kinsey scale. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, go ahead Zach. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And wait, and then my last my last note here was you threw him a peck nest migrate like he was gonna know what that was. <laughs> yes. And he just well, goes, no. he goes, say that again. <laughs> Well, that was my commentary actually for the uh, the first part was was if if you uh, if you didn't know that Bo had this background with Fran and, and C Mac, then I feel like the first twenty minutes would be so confusing to people because you're talking about hotel rooms, uh, like you're talking about the job interviews you did, and like 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 Fran. And and, and C Mac are good guests there, but it was it was like 
20 minutes of the bow uh, of, of, of the bow show. Well, I'm sorry guys didn't join me. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did want to know what uh, I want a little more detail on what that job interview was. That went terribly. <clears throat> uh, let's see. What, what can I tell you without saying exactly what it was? Why can't you say exactly what it was? I don't want to throw them under the bus because obviously they made the back. wrong decision in not hiring me. But Oh, my gosh. Back to your uh, say, mysterious past. Let's just say that um, the interview happened while I was – it was right before I was getting married. And I was getting married in the summer. And there was a question as to whether – for that job, I would be able to travel to a sporting event across the world, but I would not be able to because I was getting married. All right. I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I bombed well, the interview. Well, I, I didn't deserve the job. Okay. Well, we'll press you on this at another time. All right. Any other Eagles stuff? Also, you know, yeah, uh, one quick thing that I, I, I also found funny in that was was like I, I tend to think that if you're – if you're on assignment somewhere, uh, like you really want to sell it where you are, you know, like, like, all right, you're at the senior bowl this week. This is, this is important for me to be at because of X, Y, Z, you know, the senior bowl is important for me to be at because last year I was able to know right away, judging on the basis of someone's uh, behavior at the dive bar that he would probably only last one year as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Okay, well, that's that's not what I was I was referring to, but but my point is for the uh, you, you say so we're at the Shrine Bowl where basically these guys aren't good, you know, you know these are players. Well, I gotta who, be honest, like we're I got the the <laughs> listeners who don't know, I gotta tell them that we're talking about like sixth round picks here. Uh, Zach, I'm actually curious though because you are at the Pro Bowl. Uh, why don't you set mm-hmm. the scene for us for what that is like? I've never been to the Pro Bowl, and I presume most of our listeners have not. Uh, so the Pro Bowl is at the ESPN Wide World of Sports uh, down here at Disney World, and the Eagles have four players here: Lane Johnson. It was a late addition. Then Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, and Rick Lovato. Uh, the Ravens have, I think, like twelve or thirteen players and their coaching staff. Uh, so you, there's there's a big Ravens influence. There's a big Saints influence, um, and it's it's very kind of laid back practices they're in t-shirts some guys are wearing microphones they just kind of have a walkthrough uh it was about an hour i was watching the nfc obviously and it's a it's a pretty laid-back atmosphere players have their families there but it's it's a good chance to to catch up with different players i i uh i will admit for full disclosure i i i'm having what uh my wife would call fomo regarding the senior bowl i i love going to the senior bowl but uh, this is a good I thought place. you didn't like the Senior Bowl very much. No, I I do like the Senior Bowl. Um, I I get frustrated when the like Eagles coaches or or you know their executives don't talk at it. But uh, uh, no, I I like I like. Uh, well, you would the be frustrated Bowl. this year then. <laughs> but um, but I also I, I really enjoy covering the Pro Bowl because you get a chance to talk to these guys in. In a in 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 a laid back setting, I I remember I was covering it in 2014 for 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 Darren Sproles' first Pro Bowl appearance, and uh, had a chance to talk to like Drew Brees about him, Mark Ingram about him. Um, I remember they had just hired Corey Unlin at the time, so uh, this was after the 14 season, going into the 15. 
spoke to Chris Harris about uh, Corey Unlin. So you have a chance to just kind of grab these guys. Did you talk to Chris Harris about potentially signing with the Eagles? Today, no, I, I did. I did not. I was I was talking to Lane Johnson uh, for a good bit today, and then. Um, well, that's Bo. I think I think that's Bo again. But you know, assuming everyone knows what he's talking about, so I will fill the audience in. Uh, we were joking about Tony Pauline, but uh, Tony Pauline had a report that the rumors are that the Eagles will be very interested in maybe a top end corner. And he said, uh, I think he dropped the name Byron Jones and Christopher Harris. And I believe in uh, somebody I read a certain Zach Berman and did a 20 predictions for 2020. He said Eagles sign Byron Jones. So a little interesting uh, free agency buzz, I guess, as we approach that season. Well, yeah. So I I, I do think the Eagles are going to address cornerback in free agency. I I. I don't think. Yeah, I I don't think this is a position where the Eagles – are like counting on the draft to, to plug they that cannot spot. Afford, I, they cannot afford to enter the draft without having two starting corners on the roster. Sure, exactly. So I, I, I do think that in, in Shield Kapadia's top 50, Byron Jones is the top corner and makes so much sense in terms of uh, the way he plays, the age profile, the fact that the Cowboys have a lot of other business they have to take care of. Um, he's someone who uh, it was a different administration at the time, but the Eagles really liked uh, coming out of the draft. Um, so that's the only that's problem kind of is that. I don't think that it's I don't think it's crazy to say that uh, every time the Eagles have signed a player from within the division, it has not turned out well. Yeah, that's also with the you know, with the thought of, hey, we're weakening an opponent. I also think that's usually flaw- flawed reasoning because. Like the the team that has the player knows way more about him. I feel like yes, than than you will be able to know. And so if they're operating from a standpoint of he's not worth that, that would make me a little bit nervous. I also wouldn't be surprised. Like he could be the top paid corner yes in the NFL. I mean, I remember when I was working on that list, I was like, do I really want to write this? Is this a stretch? And then I'm like. Look at his age. Look at he, how he's performed, and it's all—it's just a matter of timing. Where, yeah, I think he legitimately could be the top-paid corner in the NFL. Which, man, if they were going to really make that type of a splash, that would be pretty interesting. Agreed. I, I, I do though. I, I was about to, as I was talking with the people at the Pro Bowl, I want to give a little plug because Jason Kelsey's here. Uh, Bo had outstanding story. One of the best stories you'll read all year on uh on kelsey and i was i mean obviously working with 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 bo every day i knew this is something he had been working on all year but uh i learned so much about kelsey about what 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 kelsey was going through so if you're a subscriber check that out if you're not a subscriber that's the type of story you should click on to subscribe Absolutely. Outstanding story. I I almost feel like I don't want to uh, give too much away. Now, I do want to uh, maybe I'll take some notes when I read it a second time and then we can discuss it on a uh, future episode because I thought there were just it was one of those where there's a lot of gems in there that uh, could be unearthed or discussed more, I felt. But but, Bo, I, I hope I'm not hijacking the pod here, but I do think people would like to know kind of behind the scenes of that story because I think the way you're doing it this year is pretty interesting. Well, why don't we save that for when Shiel has his uh, has his other questions? 
Okay. But I mean, the Next general up. thing was, you know, we, we, we talked uh, at least once a week. That's in the locker room. So we can, we can get into that another time. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm uh, wary of like turning the podcast into read these stories, but. Are you? I am. Uh, I am. I. I would like you all to read that story. <laughs> so I think that's fair. And also, I just, and and also remember, you can still sign up for the athletic with a. Is it birds with friends? Is that our that's promo? That's right. The still? slash birds yeah. with friends. Forty percent off. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right. What else do we have? Uh, what else do we have in terms of like the actual senior bowl that's going on down here? I will have Fran Duffy back on the podcast tomorrow. So we can talk. I have a I have a question. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Do you have more to say? No, I was just going to say that's that's it. I'm plugging that tomorrow we're going to talk about the actual players who are here at the Senior Bowl. Well, here's what I would like to know. So you you were at the East West Shrine game, you've been at the Senior Bowl. I'm giving you uh 100 grand that you can bet on uh two players. So let's say 50 grand each that the, this player is going to end up on the Eagles among the players that you've seen at the these two bowl games. Who are the two players you would be putting that money on? Good question. And that I, is... I, I was going to text you before the pod and give you a heads up, but I thought, you know no, what? I prefer he to be He always screws us like this. Let's uh, give it back to him. I do. Uh, now, with listen, we'll be doing a quackatology tomorrow, which attempts to solve that very question. But from my vantage point... The two players I would say, I would say one of them will be Boise State wide receiver John Hightower from the Shrine game last mm. week. Uh, I think he offers some speed That's and some the fast juice. guy who can't catch, right? Correct. As a, okay. as a day three pick, I could see the Eagles using him to buttress whatever wide receiver they take on the first two days. And my number two answer I am going to say I'm going to say Pittsburgh cornerback Dane Jackson, who uh, Fran has said on the Journey to the Draft podcast reminds him of Jalen Mills. I talked to him; he's a uh, good friend of Avante Maddox's. He said that Avante Maddox's, you know, took him under his wing when he first got to Pittsburgh. Got he's got that uh, like Eagles play personality that they think they they need in the secondary. I don't think he's uh, super great, but but that's that's my other answer. Okay, very good. We'll see if you're able to cash in. Now, will you, if both of those players end up on the Eagles, will you give me a hundred grand? Yeah. Okay, I think that's fair. Okay. Uh, what's going on in your world, Shiel? Well, I was looking also. It's I don't know if we're ready to wrap up, but I did want to get into Zach's twenty prediction. Should we save that for the next episode, or should I run through a few of these now to discuss? No, let's run through a few because there are a couple that I that I want to. Uh, take him to task for not take him to task for but disagree with as well well let's go with the big one i thought number 20 the eagles did this is also on the athletic the eagles become the first back-to-back nfc east champion since 2004 you know not controversial but uh, i thought that was a little bit of a bold uh i thought that was a good way to close it that's a nice yeah uh, i thought it was a good way to close it It was a little early for that and frankly that is it i'm just wondering how strongly you believe that well, as I explained there, like if, if you're making that prediction in January, which is hard to do before the draft and before free agency, but just based on uh, I have the most confidence in their coach-quarterback combination, I think that, that they went 9-7 and seven with flawed rosters the past two years, and that uh, I imagine that 
they're not going to have the same type of injury misfortune next year. So I, I need to see what happens. Yeah, and, we've been and saying that for a while now. That's, that's true. Do they still um, play in a division with three Garbanzo Beans true. organizations. I, I asked Lane Johnson today about the new coaches in the division, and the, the thing he pointed out was that sometimes a new coach can kind of really energize you. Like he, he, he mentioned how the Eagles were in 2016 with Doug, of course they went seven to nine that year. Um, but, uh, I, I think that, yeah, I, I, if I had to guess right now, I, I, I would certainly, I, I would make the Eagles the favorite based on the coach quarterback combination, uh, based on the track record, 13 and three, nine and seven, nine and seven. Uh, you know, I, I don't think this is a team that at, at least uh, looking at it now, unless Carson gets hurt, is going to have a significant regression. I, I think, with that coach and quarterback, they're they're going to be around there. I don't know if they would be the favorite. I wonder what the. Uh, oh, I think they, they have to be the favorite. You think they have to be the favorite? I do. Yes. Okay, they basically had the same season as the Cowboys. Correct. The Cowboys are going to. They they are not going to be able to keep all their people, and they brought in Mike McCarthy. Well, that's a little. You know what? That's a little like. All right, so maybe they'll lose Byron Jones. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's not a big deal. I mean, they're not. I don't think they're losing. Uh, Prescott or Amari Cooper. I agree. They're re- they're returning their entire offensive line. They have an extension with Ezekiel Elliott. They're keeping the same uh, offensive coordinator who led them to a top five finish in all advanced metrics offensively. Uh, the defense was poorly coached. It might still be poorly coached with Mike Nolan. Uh, I don't like Mike McCarthy, but is he really going to be worse than Jason Garrett? If anything, at least he'll give them some. Uh, I know he, he's big on like the fourth down aggressiveness. He actually was aggressive as the Packers coach. And, and so, he went uh, to, pro, to pro football yeah, focus right. one time. So. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know that they are the favorite. I mean, maybe. I feel like it's pretty – I think it's a real toss-up between the two teams. Yeah, that uh, that one was a late addition. I, I was really – was It's a good one to close on. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I was I was trying to have fun at, at, at the end. I was – also, like, you're right. probably like, oh man, how do I like? I've got 18 here. What am I? How am I going to close this thing out? I've been oh there. no, I, I I had like 30 of them, so, okay. so that 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 wasn't the issue. It, it was more sad. like it was it was more like you wanna with. I, I felt like with with something like that, it can't just be like really obvious ones. You know, if if you're predicting that they're gonna add a starting linebacker this offseason, um, if, if if that's like all the predictions, that's that's not really uh, specific, so I, I, I thought I had to have a little fun with it. Yeah, I like the ones with some juice. All right, let's let's close on these two that I, I, I also have one. Found. I have one that I one that I want uh, to applaud you for the stones on that I think has no chance of happening. Okay, uh, are, are, are they a white side? No, that is the uh, okay. one of the players they signed to a futures contract is going to be on the fifty three. Oh, that's going to happen. I think you think that's going to happen. Look at these. I mean, look th- at these jabrones. I mean, the first only off, chance is Tremont Smith, probably. That's not true at Remember, all. Chris Craft right. isn't going to make the roster. Not, Albert Huggins isn't going to make the roster. Let's not do. We could have Kyle Laletta as as the number three quarterback is probably your best shot. Watch Same. out for Trevor Williams. Watch out for Trevor Williams. I'm standing like, by that comment. I'm begging you guys on behalf of our listeners <laughs> that let's not do a 20 minute segment on 30 players who no one's heard of. It's almost 9:40 here. Uh, I have no interest in it. They have no interest in it. Save in my it defense, for when. In my save defense, it for when you two are together next and are you having dinner or something. It's in my in my defense, it's 8:40 here in Alabama. Uh, the okay. one that I really disagree with is the Eagles will play in. 
two tight ends for more than 50% yeah, of their offensive I, snaps. I agree. I, I'm with Bo on that one. I think okay. this is lip service from Doug, and it's from the same press conference in which he said Mike Rowe and Carson Walsh were going to be back, and then they were fired the next day, and he was probably on some kind of quaaludes or something like that. Uh, yeah, I just I think it would be I think it would be a disaster if that is true. I wasn't saying that based on what Doug said. I was saying that based on um, they're. I, I feel confident they're going to keep Ertz, and they're they're not going to have Dallas Goddard as as a like a part time situational player. I, I think Dallas Goddard is going to be on the field as much as your slot receivers on the field. I think it's a failure if they're playing 12 personnel that much of whatever they do this offseason. I mean, I think you are just watching these teams. You have to get faster. I think they want to play 11 personnel. I, you know, I think they had ideas of what 12 personnel could do with them for them. And then it led to nothing interesting and they should pull the plug on that bad boy. And, uh, you know, they can still play it some. I don't think it should be nearly that high. And uh, I almost look at Goddard as, you know, yeah, they're going to be complementary pieces, those uh, those tight ends. And then the last one, let me see here. Oh, yeah, I thought this one was interesting. I, I This might be my favorite, favorite one, number 13. You said Sidney Jones or Rasul Douglas will be traded. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> oh, we're ringing endorsement. I, I, yeah, I, I say that because um, – Look, I, I think they're going to add corners this offseason. They're going to lose corners, too. I, th- I think that uh, part of their creativity with the rosters is they're going to make some trades. I don't think they're going to give up all their draft inventory. Uh, and I think one way they're they're going to be creative is like I can see them trading our disappointment for your disappointment, so to speak. So if if there's a guy, if I mean, let's say hypothetically like a Corey Davis or a John Ross, okay? If if one of those guys are available and that team's looking for a cornerback, then you could, I mean, it's probably harder to do that with Rasul Douglas. But if that team had a high grade on Sidney Jones coming out of the draft and you say he's under contract this year and he's a restricted free agent the year after and maybe he benefits from a change of scenery. Uh, we've seen those types of trades before. So my point was, is if Avante Maddox and Craven LeBlanc were ahead of them in the playoff game. And the Eagles are going to add to that position next year. Do you bring back Douglas and Jones as cornerback four and five next year, or cornerback five and six, whatever it is? I think you're right. I think I think there's a good chance that one of them will be traded. I think that's a good prediction. Mm, okay, well, you, maybe you sold me. Uh, my my one other uh, bone to pick, Zach, is is not from your twenty predictions. It's from your wide receiver article, and I hate to. I'm sorry okay. to uh, be bringing up old stuff. The, no, no, no. the notion it. that uh, they, the Eagles just need wide receivers and not wide receivers with speed, that like speed shouldn't be a concern, I think that speed has to be a concern. Oh, I agree with you there. I, I just think like you don't say if, if you like T. Higgins. You know, so so uh, T. Higgins is a good receiver, okay? And I, I don't think you eliminate him, so to speak, because – He's a bigger type of, of of receiver, and frankly, he still has speed. It's it's not like Ortega. Well, I I guess he might. Yeah, run you might, you, but you might have said say. the same thing about Ortega Whiteside. Yeah, I, I I think they 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 needed an infusion of talent at that position. I do think they need speed, and I think speed's going to be a priority. And I think Henry Ruggs is the perfect wide receiver for them to draft, and he's a guy who I would try to trade up for, frankly. Uh, but that being said. Like if, 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 if there's a receiver 
who you think is going to be a difference maker or can be a difference maker, but he, he runs a four five and not a four three five, then I'd still be interested in him. That's that. That's my point. They need talent at that position. I feel like I got to watch all these receivers in like the next two weeks. I got to get my opinions on them squared very early. I feel. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll watch Henry Ruggs and, and you'll say, like, he'll instantly change the offense. Yeah, I don't think there's any way that, like, uh, Henry Ruggs is going to last to 21. I know that, they're like, you know, he, he could be the third receiver drafted. I just uh, – I think we have enough history that a guy who's going to run a blazing 40 time is not going to last that long. Yeah, yeah Daniel Jeremiah had him. I know. Him I don't him. think that's yeah. going to happen. But, you know, who am I? Just some schmo. He, he was doing Howie a favor, maybe. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> Uh, all right okay see ya we'll see you guys later uh we'll have uh i think hopefully we'll be a little bit less disjointed we were a little bit out of practice i think it's fair to say the three of us together okay uh tomorrow we will have a podcast with fran duffy the senior bowl quackatology the second annual and there's a good chance if things line up we're gonna have a bonus birds with friends episode that happens later in the day that's all I'll say. It's tomorrow, you said? Yes. We might have two episodes tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and then we'll be back we'll be back to normal next week, back with uh back with our lives and our families. I guess Shield's already doing that. Oh, yeah. and then we can we've got a week to talk about the Super Bowl and uh, which team is yes. more hateable. Which team is what? More hateable. Oh, okay. Oh, I think this is a great Super Bowl for Eagles fans. There's so many Eagles connections. Okay, well, we'll get into that. Zach, by the way, you didn't uh, you never answered the Twitter thread. Who did you pick against the spread last weekend? Oh, I I was one and one. You were one and one, as was I. Yes. What were you, Sheil? One and one. Okay. All right, we move on. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For Zach and Sheil, I'm Bo, and as always.